Good evening and welcome to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. I am Bob Serrano. Today we ask ourselves, what happens when you give the makers of The Raid four times the budget for their sequel? We found out this week when we watched The Raid 2. And for The Raid 2, The Raid crew is back together. First up is someone who probably watched the entire movie while covering his eyes. It's Toby Krines. How it was so me? scary. <laughs> Even bloodier than the last one. I think I, I saw a quote from Gareth Evans who jokingly called it the Raid 2 more redemptioner or more redemptiony or something like that. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> must must yeah. have more redemption. Second <laughs> <laughs> up is someone who spent the last episode very concerned about the dying habits of the main character. It's just Kyle Stuke. Welcome back. Thank you. Happy to be here. Eat your vegetables. Exactly. Uh, we saw only a couple dining scenes, including one with uh, Yayan back as a new uh, character, Precoso, eating in some sort of banana leaf. I think that's the only food we actually saw. Well, there's the uh, uh, the, the in the prison, too. You, you see oh, yeah, that's cow, right. and I was happy to see that because I need my boy fed. Yep. <laughs> it looked pretty nutritious. <laughs> yeah. And tying us all together is Aaron Shelton. Aaron, did you see The Night Will Come For Us? I did not. The, Shame. I w- I'm sorry. Well, the uh, my health did not. I had a bit of a cold this week, and so I just, just I just, I was tired, man. It's okay. <laughs> but I am, okay. I'm untired, and I am ready right. to, to to discuss this. Well, fantastic. Well, first, stay tuned. We are rebooting the Aging Hipster podcast, and I have a new show going, the Aging Hipster Streams, about stuff on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Tubi, whatever else is out there. I am doing a four run, four episode run of Love is Blind. That's right. I have no shame and that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, I realized, um, I was joking with my wife, that you come in here and it's like, oh, I'm just going to give like all these fantastic takes and stuff. I'm going to be like Anderson Cooper. And then I realized I'm just kind of like uh, Perez Hilton really inside. So I'm just, I'm just embracing <laughs> it. I'm going on, you know. So yeah, that's going to come out tonight as well for the next couple of weeks. I actually interviewed a guy that a guy who's doing these rewatches with me was actually a contestant on Love is Blind. Funnily enough, I found him on the internet. Uh, his name's Andy, but he was not actually on. He was like, because there's so many people, they cut a lot of people out. And he's one of the guys who was cut. And it was pretty, so it was pretty interesting. All right. Enough of that. Let's get into the Raid 2. It was released on the 11th of April, 2014. The tagline is, it's not over yet. Toby, rate it. Uh, This is uh, certainly not over. (laughs) A little bit of a question mark at the end. Um, So great tagline there. (laughs) It is written and directed by Gareth Evans. Stars Ikyu Yues, Yayan Ruhian, and Arfin Putra. Budget of $4.5 million American dollars. It was unfortunately a box office dud, only making about $6.5 million worldwide. 2014 was dominated by a bunch of superhero movies. Number one was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two was the Hunger the Hunger Games Mockingjay. Number three was Captain America the Winter Soldier, followed by the Lego movie Transformers, Age of Extinction, Maleficent, X-Men Days of Futures Past, The Hobbit, the Battle of Whatever, whatever that they made for that. <laughs> uh, Big Hero 6, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, rounded out the top 10. Our beloved The Raid 2 ranked 191st behind Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. And so, you guys, 
as I looked at, I looked up Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas because I was so bemused by this prospect. I think I remember it being made because I know that Kirk Cameron went from growing pains in this tangent. And so I'll probably try to figure out a way to get the actual uh, picture on our show notes and stuff. But as you can see, it is Kirk Cameron. The front of this whole thing is him with like a snowball, like, like a snow globe and like a candy cane like assaulting like exploding out of christmas coming to beat you to put christ back into you you know that's a great tagline there yeah put the christ back in christmas (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how many people it reached because i saw some great reviews the best review is when i found that graphic is actually the graphic of the soundtrack and it's on this walmart so it was on the walmart site and it had only one review is one star. And this is what and the title was. Wasn't what I expected. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a DVD of Saving Christmas, uh, Saving Christmas with Kirk Cameron. I was disappointed that it was just the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think like it should be Saving Private Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Earn it. Oh, man. Um, some other reviews. All one stars. Or this one was two interminable shoddily research lecture masquerading <laughs> as comedy uh another one said a yuletide atrocity number two putting christ back in commercialism i guess i was reading sort of the comments and a lot of kirk was trying to talk about that materialism isn't that bad for christmas because christmas celebrates jesus becoming material so it's Ooh. okay to buy stuff. Wow, that is a reach. So yeah, uh, Kirk Cameron over the years has become like a Christian, uh, not for all Christians, but the, this like sect of Christians who are trying to like declare war, the, trying to claim there's a war on Christmas. Like they have adopted Kirk Cameron as their spokesperson, basically. So he goes on Fox News around Christmas time and berates the the liberals who who say that. Christmas was never taken by them <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> and this is his this is his weapon. This is his candy cane that he's hitting yeah. us. So I was I was watching uh, so I was reading this. I was like I I don't want to actually watch this, but I do want to experience the Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. And I was like I have a whole crew, the raid crew that can perform this for me on on the podcast today. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a sketch uh, improv sketch and we, luckily we have aaron who's our improv ringer he's actually done improv in new york city toby can you believe that wow you made it in uh, in you've made it to new york you've city. made it <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not above ground anywhere but... in new york city you've yeah. made it <laughs> uh i have never even been to new york city so you're you're ahead of no. me yeah okay so uh, do you we, think do you think it, it bears uh you know so like there's an assumption here that our audience knows who Kirk Cameron is, but um, oh. even our fellow podcasters might not know. <laughs> like I mean, show guests. me that smile again. <laughs> so Kirk yeah. Cameron, yeah. For those who are too young or uh, uh, younger or not Christian enough to know, used to be like he was the hottest thing on TV for you know a handful of years in the '80s. He, he was like what, Michael J. Fox and Kirk Cameron. That's who who we had. Right. He was on. Um, um, uh, growing, growing pains. Yep, growing pains for approximately seven years. His sister is on Full House playing DJ, right? That's right. Isn't that who it is? I believe so. Candace Cameron, and she married a Russian hockey star. I wonder how he thought about that. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, he was Mike Seaver. 
who yeah. was a bookish. Yeah, he's the ladies' man. And so and he had a friend named Boner. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was oh. where Boner was. <laughs> yeah. But um, the guy who played, there was a fan film from the early 2000s. I think it was called Batman Dead End. Uh, that just, oh, yeah. dude just made. And it's Batman fighting predators. <laughs> and and the joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's super rad. Like, look it up for sure. Uh, but the Joker's in it for a wee bit before he gets killed by an alien. Oh, yeah, there's aliens in it, too. Um, uh, the Joker is played by the man who played Boner in Growing Pains. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say awesome. Kirk Cameron. I was like, I do yeah. not remember that. He, he might have. Like, they both had illustrious careers after Growing Pains, it seems like. So I also want to say that Kirk Cameron, um, so there's a series of books that are huge in, like, the, the born-again evangelical christian world it's called the left behind and there's like 10 of them or something yeah the the premise is like hey the apocalypse is here you know the whatever it's called when god extracts wrath upon everybody who didn't believe on in him but kurt cameron played a, a lead role in that film that film series that followed the books um so that was in the early 2000s he also played uh, John Miller in a movie called Mercy Rule in 2014, uh, the same year they released Saving Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. So he is deep in the uh, the Christian Hollywood scene. Guys, and we're going to make fun of him here. Go ahead, Kyle. I, I can speak to this. Uh, so I... I'll say that, you know, uh, I believe I believe in God, but uh, I grew up it, with Kirk Cameron and the Left Behind films, and they are awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I, I think you can be of any uh, faith to, to think that. And um, <laughs> there's yeah. terrible CGI fire. Uh, Satan's clothes are burned off and he walks out of an explosion uh, naked and it's glorious. Uh, because an assassination <laughs> attempt is made on his life. Um, wow. And so if you have some time, if you have some beer, I would highly recommend it. Uh, it's sad because those films and books kind of, uh, I think, were taken as truth for a lot of people. <laughs> and so that's how they view what will occur in the end times. Another one uh, that is glorious is Fireproof, which is Kirk Cameron as a fireman who... Uh, is addicted to pornography and it's about him uh, <laughs> trying to uh, give that up and get back to his wife. And I'm like, that's fine. But again, the movie's awful. Um, and I had to watch it. I had to watch a lot of things as a oh, small man. child. I watched Bible man. I would also recommend that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, as you were talking, wow. I was like, again, looking through the show notes, I was like, Oh, I know all about this. Oh. I know. I, know <laughs> world. I have not seen the Christmas. I have, grown up since those days and chose not to watch certain things that i have no <laughs> desire to watch unlike the raid which we'll get to but anywho <laughs> yeah, just wanted to offer my quick two cents eventually and and yeah. i had um the the first uh left behind book given to me by a, a hardcore christian back in uh, about 2005 as a christmas gift <laughs> and i was like what the heck so i read i read half of it and it's like the the worst of beat your beat you over the head with christian doctrine like like it's not subtle whatsoever it's like you're going to hell you're going to hell oh you you're a liar you're going to hell but you're cool because you believed in god like you know. yeah yeah it's the christian uh cinema is uh not good is <laughs> us i i 
hate to say it, but it's true. Um, so there you go. <laughs> oh man, I really want to change this to fireproof now. Oh, but anyways, <laughs> hey, we can make it happen. It's like, oh, but I was I was just envisioning that the porn that they're looking at is like the Sears cal- catalog or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but okay, let's get into the sketch, Aaron. You're starring as Kirk Cameron. Here's kind of a background on him. It's kind of taken from one of the reviews I got on IMDb. Cameron gives the impression of someone who read parts of the Bible long ago, but rather than fit his life to the Bible, he is fitting the Bible to the life he wants to lead and making one justification after another without ever bothering to double check if he's remembering it correctly. And the twist is also, this is what I added, not for the other person. Also, unfortunately, he watched a lot of Dragon Ball after he skimmed the Bible and now he often confuses Goku with Jesus. They yep, they oh, both came good. to save us. <laughs> um, very magical. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, hey, like a strange father's right sort of. Oh, we don't know who's uh, his father is from space. So oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's all checking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle, you are the brother-in-law. You're the brother-in-law. You come into the Christmas party, kind of ca- cause a big hubbub. It's not like you're a bad person, but you got some questions. You know, you don't fully okay. believe like Kirk Cameron believes. Okay. Toby and Mr. Oregon are the background music and sound effects. I'm doing my best I know. here. I seem to be having a technical difficulty. Well, <laughs> we might have to do that. <laughs> okay. I might have to put in uh, my own, own audio bed, but that's okay. And I'm the and I'm the director. All right. Here's the backstory. It's Christmas, and that means that there is a party at, the, at Kirk Cameron's house. His brother-in-law, Kyle, comes over and wishes everyone a happy holiday, which sends the family into chaos. Kirk immediately intervenes and takes Kyle to a drive to the local Hobby Lobby parking lot to save Christmas. All right, the setting is the car is parked in the Hobby Lobby parking lot. Kyle thinks that Christmas is too materialistic, and maybe there's some other things that are worth uh, mentioning around the holidays as well. And Aaron is looking to put Goku slash Christ back into Christmas. All right, let's start with... Are you ready? I'm maybe maybe hearing the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure. Can you can you hear these these pads here? Okay. Yes, I hear that. I hear. Okay. Yes. Noises. Can you turn on the Holy Spirit? (laughs) Yes. It's like a train running down on them. Okay. How do they do it in New York? Scene? Do they go scene? Uh, no. We just you. I think you claimed yourself director. uh, So just give us an action, and we'll just go. We'll just you just go. All right, the car. You just turned the car off, Kirk. Chick, chick. Oh. oh. And these Starbucks cups. There is. Remember when there used to be a Santa Clauses on them? Now they're just a plain red. That could be anything. Probably communism. <laughs> Maybe so, Kirk. Also, I'm not sure if your name is Kirk or if you have a character name, but uh, you're look. We're practically brothers. You can call me Kirk. Yeah. Um, Kirk, first off, um, I don't know why you turned off the car. We're really far away from Hobby Lobby. Uh, but while we're sitting here on the side of the road, I guess this is a good time to bring this up. But I I think there's more to, you know, Christmas than just the, the Santa not being on the cup. But, you know, like you're married to my sister, like family, you know? The best thing you can do for your family is get them the things they want and need at major retail outlets. I mean, it look, I hear people, I hear people laughing. It's, it's the holiday spirit. 
Oh, it's okay. The Christ, Miss Spirit. That's been that's been infecting everyone. Hopefully, uh, yes. Oh, okay. Look, I'm just it's it's. Look, I know you haven't read the Bible. So well, let, I allow actually, me to explain. Oh, okay. No, no, you were. I'm sorry. You were saying something. I was interrupted. Oh, I was going to say. I think I have. I have read the Bible. You're making an assumption about me. You just. You look like a sinner. Is all I'm going to say. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> all right. So, okay. Look, just like Christ taught us is that you have to wear a giant turtle shell to become stronger in the faith. You have to deliver milk, and you have to, like, yell a bunch. And, can you, know, can you tell me which book that is specifically? Uh, I think that's the uh, the Book of Cell Saga, I think. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Is it uh, one of the Ch- Gospels? Yeah, there's Matthew, Mark, Krill, and Roshi. Uh, huh. Um... And then there's a bunch of, you know, the epistles, the, the you know, the letters from uh, Paul. Um, this may be a bad time to bring this up, but my sister wants a divorce. She knows she can't. That's that's against <laughs> well, Christian law. Well, <laughs> she really doesn't like you. And um, she's sending I, you to tell me. Yeah, because it's mainly the whole making up books that aren't in the Bible. And I don't know some of those names you said, but they sound... Like Dragon Ball I, names. I'm opening my glove compartment. Oh. I'm pulling out my Bible. Okay, I that thought is... I was done. This is so much better than what I thought was happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to open the Bible up. I'm pulling out this gun. Oh, okay. That There's two objects that in the glove compartment. <laughs> this gun shoots Holy Ghost bullets. Oh. Uh, so what will happen if I get shot by it? <laughs> well, it's technically it's like holy water and then uh, some action, like some bits of action figure um uh, oh if you get hit with it then you will get receive the holy ghost and you know what then I, you'll I, be on my side i think i've got the ghost uh he's telling me right now that i might i need to go to the bathroom can you You're unlock the car so i can get out really quick it's why, why is it locked in the first place Kalak. um <laughs> oh hey just hey man just open i don't want mouth. any trouble man <laughs> what just accept the just accept the Holy Spirit. That's, I'm gonna spirit bomb you on That's not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> My jacket, because it's very hot. Uh, it is kind of hot. Um, I'm just gonna walk to the Hobby Lobby just, if that's okay with you. If you I just me. need you to say, I love materialism, and Christmas is about Jesus, who flew in from space to save us from. Freezer. You know, at this point, I'm exactly. just going to agree with you. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. Just take me home. All right, everybody. Let's see. <laughs> and I guess, is that scene? And yeah, scene. and scene. I think that's a good place before someone it's- dies. Oh, it's turning really dark. I wasn't like- sure what I was getting in my mouth, and I was like, I'm not, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. For, for you and the listener, it was the gut. Yeah, cool. Well, that's good. I'm I, yeah, not yeah, so much yeah. for the listener, for my own being able to like sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. That was so good. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, I'll just thank you. Thank you for leading me with strong hands, Aaron. I'm sorry yeah. that I haven't <laughs> been to New York City and done the things. Yeah, you can make it into any basement with uh, Aaron. I guess I thought I was going to end up in a ba- in Kirk Cameron's basement. <laughs> it's afraid. just you went. It's, it's just yes, and man, you went along with it. All right, let's get back into the raid two. 
uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got an 80% tomato meter from the critics, 87% from the audience. The critics' consensus says, although it's a high-energy plot and over-the-top violence may play better with genre aficionados, The Raid 2 definitely delivers more than everything audience loved about its predecessor. Ain't that the truth? Toby, what did you think about the movie? Uh, it was good. It was, it, it was like, um, so the first one was so simple. Yeah. Like we're going into a building. We're going to go kill some people like, great. Got it. This one, there were like twists and turns that, um, uh, you know, we're, we're nice, frankly, like in a, <laughs> in a kill them all movie like this. Um, uh, I, I think like at times it seemed a bit much, but, um, you know, the twists and turns, like I would have just liked to see more killing <laughs> yeah. at times. Like, but overall, it's good. You know, it was, it was a fun, a delightful romp mm. through Jakarta. Well, did you know that Jakarta? Here's an interesting. I, I'm getting in before the trivia thing, but I was reading about Jakarta, and they call it the Big Durian. It's kind of like the Big Apple, but the native uh, fruit around Jakarta is the durian, which is actually the most foul-smelling piece of crap that I have ever uh, seen in my life. I have actually, I actually had some uh, some business associates of mine. They actually listened to this show, and so I hope they listen to this. Uh, so they they went to Hong Kong and sent over like a whole bunch of durian just stuff. And I opened it up, and my office was just immediately in revolt because it was just like it smelled and tasted just so bad. But they called Jakarta the big durian um, because I guess they eat it around there. So the big smelly, fruit. <laughs> yeah, the big smelly fruit. Anyways, uh, Kyle, raid two. What'd you think? Uh, I really like it. I liked it the first time I saw it, and then rewatching it, I just, again, was so impressed with the editing, cinematography, the action. I think they did a really good job just making a solid sequel um, without losing what made the first one good. We can get into some of what Toby was talking about with some more of more plot and whether or not it was all needed or warranted, but uh, I think it's a great sequel, and uh, I think it holds up. And, and Aaron, do you, what do you think? Could this have been like a half hour shorter? Is it too bloated? What do you think? Uh, uh, so I just I have to say this. I, I was one of the few people that got to see it in theaters. We were so excited when the first trailer came out for it. Uh, and my partner at the time went with me and she was she is not an action movie watcher. And uh, when we left, she said that that was the most anxiety she had <laughs> watching a movie. So I don't know if that's. I don't. I still don't know if that was a, good, a <laughs> thumbs up or a thumbs down on it. But watching it again, I still really like it. I think I do prefer the first one. But it, yeah, there's a there's just a little bit of bloat to it for sure. I gotta say, I like. I, I think I would have more anxiety watching what the Left Behind series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> solid date movie. Oh, no. Like it's one of those things. Like you brought me here. Why did you bring me here? Like, yeah. <laughs> look, we've been in this for years. You. <laughs> You're, you're not, <laughs> well, you went somewhere, but later on. Camera, yeah, I'm doing I'm sure, fine. I'm sure, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you were watching her too, like looking for reactions, just as she was watching yours during the Left Behind movie. <laughs> I think like, I wonder what she thought when like, it really started to go down in that prison scene, right? Like, because at first it's sort of like, oh, it's like a, it's like an Asian crime movie, whatever. But then there's that one point where Rama like snaps that guy's like leg and then his arm and right. it's like it's like oh this is a little it's a little bit, a little bit I, I believe the reaction was much like a horror movie it was a lot of gasps <laughs> and a lot of like yeah. grabbing yeah. my arm yeah and then <laughs> the uh the audience can't see but she would just like slap me 
whenever she was uh, a fight scene was going on just <laughs> out of anxiousness. Oh, uh, man. It's a good date movie if you want to get close <laughs> to your... A little beat up. Yep. 10 out yeah. of 10. Yeah. My around. hit me like five times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This all happened in 2014. What is happening to us in 2014? I think this is the year that I moved back to Illinois for the last time to the south side of Chicago. With with uh, had, I was a father. I was disappointed that Illinois took down the statue of me at the border, but they did. And Toby, what, what were you up to? I mean, I have two kids at this point, so I'm not up to much. Um, <laughs> Life. Uh, All about the bass came out. That was a, a pretty decent song in my my recollection of it. Um, I was looking through all the other songs. So, like by this point in my life, I have two kids. I'm uh, I have completely stopped uh, being interested in anything new and interesting. Um, so <laughs> that's the only song of note from my perspective. And then Kyle, I believe, is finally out of high school, right? Finally. No, After years of being held back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nope. I was. I would have been in my sophomore and then junior year of college. So a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Still not much, though. And Aaron, we already knew. We heard the one-minute version. Or is this a different minute version? of your life give him a different layer version, by layer and the emotional one because he hinted at the emotional stuff time all right oh god phone <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, you're gonna week, no you time uh bob you time me last time yeah don't the make week, the man time yeah, himself we're doing the full life i'm curious to do like oh the week in a minute because that might be a bigger challenge for him like so we oh. saw you last week oh, okay that's okay. That would not. I thought you're saying the, a week I laid in, in bed. 2014. I watched Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, like the end. <laughs> oh, and there we go. Yeah. All right. You ready to go? You can go anytime you want. Okay. Uh, yeah. Count me in. I'll, I'll, more of my life in a minute. Three, two, one, go. Um, I went to uh, the past 10 years. I kind of glossed over that last time. So it's 2020 now and 2010. In 2010, I graduated uh, from film school and I sort of stayed around the area uh, because I, I was working. I was doing a bunch of freelance stuff. Uh, I worked on a bunch of pro- a bunch of reality shows. Uh, I worked on my Big Fat Redneck Wedding. I worked on Buck Wild, if you remember that travesty. Uh, I worked... Mm on uh warrior i was a background actor on warrior but i got cut so that one uh so my ego took a hit um during that time i finished an anthology movie with edgar allen uh, about edgar allen poe stories it's called uh edgar allen poe's working for the dam uh, you probably can't find it anywhere <laughs> um uh, then I went to New Jersey in about in 2014. I was actually when I went to New Jersey, and then uh, I took I met Time. a bunch of ah. Oh, that's all you get, oh. and I didn't even that's get the get. emotional stuff. This oh. is bullcrap. But you're oh, in New Jersey, I'm, like oh. on the yeah. You know what? I actually watched Warrior this uh, two weeks ago because it was on the Roku channel. You were talking about the one with Tom Hardy and uh, yeah, what's his face? They, uh, they shot that in Pittsburgh, and I yeah. need some extra money, so I did uh, some background work for it during the casino scene. Um, it was it was an overnight shoot. I was there all night. I hadn't been in front of the camera, and then about five a.m., they're like, "Okay, we're ready for you, 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 you." Uh, and the assistant director is telling us, "All right, you three are going to walk down this hall, and then uh, what's his face, the dad." Whoever plays him, I forget his name. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte is going to walk behind you. So we do one take of the scene. The director says cut. It's like, it's too busy. It's too fucking busy. And then <laughs> I get pulled out of the scene. Oh. So I don't. So I never make it in. I wasn't, was even it? On the, I wasn't even on the cutting room floor. 
<laughs> oh man! Like I but, could be less busy. Still... <laughs> yeah. I can look relaxed. What do you need, man? I'll do it. I improvise. <laughs> uh, do you ever tell people it's like it was great to work with Nick? He, he's just a <clears throat> professional. Like I, I sat a table across from him during lunch, so I just eavesdropped on a, a bunch of his stories. I think at that time he's like he'd just come off Tropic Thunder. That was like his big oh. sort of turn. That was a good movie. But yeah, yeah, interesting dude. All right, let's look at what else happened in 2014. Top headlines from 2014. Ferguson, Missouri, a small Missouri city, is ground zero for the nation's outrage over racial injustice and police brutality. Sparked in August when Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson shot and killed an unarmed black teen, Michael Brown. The Ebola virus uh, hit throughout the world. Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 disappears and is never found again. It took off from Kuala Lumpur International Airport airport in malaysia bound for beijing less than an hour after takeoff the plane disappeared with 227 passengers and 12 crew members despite weeks-long multinational effort to find the aircraft in the waterways that include south the south china sea and the straits of malacca is never found in the u.s we started legalizing marijuana early in the year colorado and washington opened their doors to legalize recreational marijuana voters in alaska oregon and washington dc approved legal recreational use while maryland minnesota and new york voters approved medicinal marijuana and so that was all that was happening and so now it's time for a game you guys i reviewed some of the best and worst trends of 2014 according to 17 magazine let me know your feelings about these trends from of yesterday by let me know if you are hashtag in or hashtag out all right let's start with aaron the movie frozen domination Hashtag out. I have never seen Frozen or Frozen Ooh, 2. What? I don't good. know why I missed it. And I'm just like, eh. Well, I am sure it's because you do, do not have kids, right? <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that's a part of it. I think I think it was also at the time where it was, uh, I think there's a thing that said, oh yeah, non-Pixar Disney animation is good. I, I think Frozen mm-hmm. is the thing that sort of swung it, because before that it was like, ooh, Disney CG, we're not. It's yeah. kind of iffy. So I, that might have been the reason I skipped it. Right. Yeah, I have two daughters, and it's just, it's it's consumed my whole life. I have Frozen everything. I know more about Frozen. Like, Toby but probably is the same way. I know more about Frozen than I do know about, like, anything on CBS or, any like, anything. Yeah. Just any, like. Yeah, or, or like, I, I know more about Frozen than what happens in their daily life. Right, I've read like, more Frozen literature than I have any sort of adult <laughs> literature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, okay, Kyle. This is this is a fashion thing. It's called the lob. Right. The long bob was everywhere this year. On Emma Stone, J Law, and Taylor Swift. The cool girl cut is so fresh and modern and looks amazing on every face shape. Are you hashtag in, hashtag out? Well, when I first read this quickly through the show notes, I was hashtag ignorant because I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and so I Googled it and then I went, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Especially, And I put Emma Stone to make sure oh. I got the specific look. And I was like, yeah, she's cute. <laughs> so I, All right. I'm going to say yes, even though, again, I don't think that I'm qualified to. So that's good enough for me. He's in. Woo. All right, Toby. <laughs> yours is this is I've never even heard of this pastel armpit hair. So candy colored hair bleaching and or dying armpit hair. Hashtag in hashtag out. I am. I'll, I would definitely do this if if I had the time and energy. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even know that this is possible. I feel I, I yeah, this technology like what, what when did this get invented? It I mean, 2014. 
We're wow. busy being fathers and watching Frozen. All right, Aaron, 90s inspired style. Crop tops ruled 2014, and for good reason. The 90s trend paired perfectly paired uh, with other popular throwback styles like baggy pants, grungy black outfits, and dark lipstick. Hashtag in or hashtag out? Um, this is uh, this is gonna, this is a bit of a tightrope walk. As a, mm-hmm. as a teen of the late 90s, I feel like I have to say hashtag in, but I think I'm gonna say hashtag out because don't steal my youth and then reset oh. it, please. That, I like it. Pull up your pants, get a job, go to school. <laughs> like we all did. Get a house. Mm, something. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Don't, don't commercialize our childhood yeah. the way we commercialized yeah. our childhood. Yeah. Don't yeah. learn yeah. from Christmas. our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> we will send Kirk Cameron to take it to, lot, to the Hobby Lobby <laughs> parking lot if we have to. You don't want to go right. there. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> that, only bad things happen. <laughs> yeah, <Hobby> Lobby, <laughs> uh, okay, Kyle. Overly distressed denim. If you could see your entire thigh, it's probably too much. Hashtag in, hashtag out. Yeah, ow. I hate it. It's like the same thing with Kanye West's clothing line. Like, why are we buying things that are already destroyed and look like they belong to the apocalypse? You can do it yourself for much cheaper. I'm out. I hate it. (laughs) I'm young, but I'm a grumpy old man. Well, you're still doing great. All right, Toby. Last one. Let's see. Which one should I choose from here? Okay. Bro's doing awesome covers. Who would have thought that <laughs> high school and college dudes would be behind some of the most epic music covers of 2014? The college baseball players lip syncing Frozen songs never gets old. And even Taylor loved Frat Boys Kill. Shake it off. What do you think, Toby? Hashtag in, hashtag out. T- totally out. I-, I don't even know what we're referencing here. <laughs> That's how out of it I, I, I was also don't know what this is about. Um, this makes me feel however, good. However, I if, also if, don't know. What this yeah. Is about. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, if this did show up on my internet browsing today, I would not be into well, this. Thank you, you guys. It was nice to re- revisit 2014 and some of the trends, even if we didn't realize they were trending at the time. You're listening to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. Let's get into the raid two. The synopsis: Only a short time after the first raid, Rama goes undercover with the thugs of Jakarta and plans to bring down the syndicate and uncover the corruption within his police force. Lead off question again. again. Oh, yeah, this is like so. Wow, it started awesome. like two hours later, <laughs> and um, yeah. So thanks. Okay, so the question is: My question. Let's start it off. Is the moral of the story to never say yes to working overtime? Because Rama agrees to do this <laughs> undercover thing, and then he spends two years in jail. Aaron, what do you think? That is, I have a, I can't say this, is that I haven't done anything majorly illegal or even minorly illegal. <laughs> That's on the record. It, but yeah, I'm like, I, please don't let me go to jail. I don't want to go to jail ever. Yeah. I'm like, I am definitely, it's one of my feet. Heights and that are my fears. So I would agree, yes. That 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 whole bit stresses me out so much. And uh, when he finally leaves jail, it's the cool the way that they do the graphic, but the giant title card that's just like two years later. I'm like, no, yeah. that's your whole life. Oh my god, no. I mean, yeah. like, of course, for the for the movie, the effect. You know, clearly the effect they're trying to go for is working. But yeah, man, don't don't be an undercover cop. I guess either. Right. Because I mean, the Toby, additional moral. Yeah, no kidding. 
Because Toby, it seems like the big idea is like, so we're going to have you, so the equivalent of like Eric Trump, we're going to have you put Eric Trump in jail. You're going to get out in a couple months. It's okay. Like, do you think, <laughs> do you just never, should you not trust like your undercover police handler that's wearing like a bucket hat? Yeah. Even at the end of the movie, I wasn't fully trusting of him. It was, it was really weird. Like, I don't even know what the end of the movie meant. So hopefully we get into that. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, do not trust uh, the, the, the undercover police guy who kills your partner in front of you and then says, I had to kill him to protect you. And how about you, Kyle? No, not, not in Indonesia. I mean, working <laughs> overtime in the States has led to good things. But yeah, if I'm a, if I'm a police officer in Indonesia, I'm not working overtime. And yeah, that, that police chief, he like, yeah, shoots the dude like 50 billion times. And then Rama's freaking out. He's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Like, it's like, nah, <laughs> no. And it kind of ruins the title of the first raid because the first raid is redemption. And then within like five minutes, all that redemption's gone in the second movie. It's like the brother's yeah. dead. The guy who you work so hard to get to prove he's guilty is dead. The police chief's like, the evidence you have doesn't matter. And yeah, you have to go attack this you know, political guy and you'll get out like super easy. And yeah, don't worry about it. As an audience member and Rama, you're just like, okay, it'll just be two months, but we really should have been like, is it just going to be two months? (laughs) (laughs) And everyone afterwards keeps reminding him you attacked the wrong person. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. I think like the, the death of the brother at the beginning. So normally I hate it when they leave like these threads outstanding in movies for the sequel. But I really wanted to see what happened between these two brothers. And then, you know, the first guy to die is the brother. It's <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> no. Watching these movies back to back, it was kind of like, man, really? The first scene right. just out of the way. Uh. Like, I wanted to see his brother like do something good like save him somehow before he die you know i would have liked to see him die a nice classy death like but yeah, then, yeah. Then out in the middle of that rice paddy where they bury everybody he just rice got... paddy shotgun to the face while screaming right. no n- nothing nothing good about it no not at all all right toby what was the one thing that made you say damn during the fight scene what was the <laughs> Uh, how about the the woman on the train who gets out the hammers? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> those were it's pretty time awesome. For a hammer fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, they heard my heard my my note about the first movie. Like they travel back in time, heard my note about like cringing when people get stabbed and pulling the knife, and they're like, okay, and the second one we'll do it with hammers, <laughs> right? And those were all foam. I, I was reading the hammers and the baseball bat were foam. They were just really nicely made. So they were actually hitting everybody uh, while they were doing that. How about you, Aaron? What made you say, damn? Um, I'm going to go with Rama slamming a dude against the uh, the grill. That not, <laughs> that, that's always prickly. <laughs> to say the least. That, that, that'll, yeah, that'll make my skin crawl for sure. And you, Kyle? Uh, I think... During the car chase, when that one guy uh, gets knocked out the door, and then he looks and then immediately just hits a car door oh, and then yeah. also gets run over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to make sure he, he's dead. That's now. right. And then I, I think my, well, there's a bunch of them, but at the end of that car scene where that guy just, when he hits the whatever that barrier and he just flies out of the front of the car that was a good one too. I mean, there's so many in this movie, like in that car scene too, the when the other undercover cop 
just points the Uzi at the motorcycle's face and just holds the trigger down. <laughs> and you just see the face become less and less. Yeah, no. And again, this makes me go like, it makes me more confident in my hypothesis that the director does not mind violence and will show it to you. And <laughs> Regardless of what he says, like, yep. All right. Remember that movie Inglorious Bastards when they just kill the hell out of Hitler at the end? That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> And also, like the whole baseball bat guy, like that, all of his stuff. I was like, "Ooh, ah," you know, just like the whole <laughs> mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's some really good. All right, so what's who's your favorite new character in the raid two, Aaron? Uh, yeah, it's got to be it's it's Hammer Girl. Just of that that fight scene in the subway is so good, and there's a lot oh, of no, yeah, and and there's a lot of uh, aspects of her character that are there, but don't get explored. So you're really left wondering what her story is. Uh, like she's missing an eye. Uh, she's deaf. Apparently like what, what happened to her? Why are you in this horrible situation? Why must you fight with hammers? Well, the good news is in raid three, we'll hope to learn more about that. And then they'll just kill her. The first scene. <laughs> yeah, <never> exactly. know. <laughs> oh, uh, Toby, who's your favorite new character? I really like the dad of the, you know, the mob boss guy. Um, oh, yeah. He was classy. You know, he liked to kill his fair share of people, too. But, uh, you know, he was a respectable guy. <laughs> he reminds me of this one episode of this anime uh, series called uh, Sh- uh, Samurai Champloo. Have you guys, are you guys familiar with that? Do you I, I, I know about it. I haven't gone through it oh. yet. But I think it's one of those, uh, it's a common Asian story of that there's like a, a very old kind of crime boss that realizes all this violence doesn't pay, but he has a son that wants to like, you know, whatever. And then he ends up having to take the, take the fall for his son's actions. I I gotta say, I never understand like the whole inheritance thing. Like I don't plan on leaving a dime for my kids. I don't plan (laughs) on paying for their education. Like, I don't know what, what, what's in it for the, like, why does the crime boss want to like give his son his empire? I just don't understand it because he didn't give the love. He didn't, he wasn't there at little league. He wasn't there. Uh, or I don't know if they have little league there, uh, badminton league or something. So <laughs> it's like the, the plot of Billy Madison again, you know, right. really what we're dealing with here. Well, I am glad I'm not your children. Or not Billy. Uh, what's the one? What's the one where uh, not Billy Madison? Is it Billy when he's the student? Yeah, Billy, <laughs> yeah, Billy Madison. Madison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And how about you, Kyle? Favorite new character? Um. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I gotta agree with Aaron. I think Hammer Girl's pretty great. But uh, I, I think I also liked um, Homeless Mad Dog. Uh, I liked that they brought that <laughs> actor back. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and again, like it's like he's not essential to the plot, but it's nice that they give little stuff, kind of like Aaron was saying with the backstory to Hammer Girl. It's like with the homeless mad. I don't remember what his name was, but that guy. Percoso. Uh, there you go. Percoso. Uh, it's like, you know, that he's estranged from his wife and he used to be connected with the family. And now he's kind of like just this assassin that they ask to do stuff every now and then. But he doesn't really take care of himself. And he just runs around with a machete. <laughs> it's uh, it was it was it was fun to see him again. I think like like movies could take note from that whole thing. Like we don't need the full backstory of every superhero. Like we just need a like a tidbit to keep us going. Okay, she's deaf. She's blind. Maybe <laughs> and she I has hammers. Yeah. She has hammers. That's enough. Thank you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I also really like Precocia as well. You know, you have those certain actors or whatever that you 
for whatever reason that you're just a fan of it. For me, it's definitely Yaya and Ruhian. Whether whether he's Mad Dog or Precoso here, he was also in like The Force Awakens, um, and then he was in John Wick Three. No matter what, I want him to win everything. I don't even care like how mm-hmm. bad he is. You know, I was I was so happy when he didn't die in John Wick Three. Yes, I'm like, thank you, thank you. Yeah. He he deserves <laughs> to live through this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he gets killed on every yeah in every movie. He's like mm-hmm. he goes around, and he kicks everyone's <laughs> ass, and then then he dies because he can't let a small Indonesian man like beat like a uh, a white man or something like that. But <laughs> sorry, I had I had to go there. Anyways, let's get into this trivia section. So all the punches and kicks to the body of the actors were real. Iko, Uase and other fighters had to learn how to control their speed and strength so it did so that it would look real on the camera. So that's pretty crazy. Uh Julia Stell, who is Hammer Girl, had zero background in martial arts and had to learn Salat from basic and for six months before she started shooting her fight scenes. A baseball coach was brought in to develop baseball Batman, the the character. Director Gareth Evans and the coach both worked on the bat as a melee uh, weapon, which is pretty interesting. And the fighting skills of Iku Uwais and Yahan Ruhan caught the attention of Nina Gold, who cast them as Razu Quinn Fee and Tasu Leach for director J.J. Abrams in Star Wars Episode Seven. The Force Awakens, and of course he kills them. But yeah. but they didn't do any martial arts. I know. I know. But, but I it was being, a waste. Yeah, I was so excited because <laughs> they announced like raid guys in Star Wars, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then like an alien eats them, and I was like, that's not what anyone yeah. wanted. <laughs> exactly. Like literally like 20 seconds. Like they can speak different languages. So it's like speak something that that sounds like Star Warsian or something like that, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, get that money, man, for sure. But like, yeah, it, it sucks they weren't used more. Yeah, good yeah. for them. But but Star Wars is so funny that you can find on the Star Wars wiki like entire backstories for these characters, <laughs> you know? It's, it's of course crazy. you can. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to the movie. So here's my question for you guys. What would your weapon of choice be if you're in the raid two? So here's some uh, some options. Machete, bare hands, those like little curved knives used by the assassin, uh, a full-size family sedan, uh, a shotgun, Uzi, pickaxe, baseball, bat and ball, and hammers. How about you, Kyle? Let's start with you. Man, I'm gonna take that sedan. That's a rhyme. Um yeah. he Rama does some cool cool stuff with it. And yeah, people just get messed up. And hopefully I could just stay inside it and not have to do battle with anyone. Um yeah. Play some tunes. What what would the tunes be that you put on? Like maybe some Chicago or something? Uh, no, I'm gonna pay tribute to Toby and Blast Lincoln Park as I <laughs> do some donuts. <laughs> uh okay uh aaron what do you think um i'd probably go baseball bat and ball but it would probably with my skill level would probably have to be like a t that i'm setting it up onto <laughs> i'm like please guys please hold still let me let me bean you real quick oh he is really good at it all that off in this movie yeah <laughs> you ask them and the hold I, still, and then you ask them for the ball back just like yeah did. <laughs> i mean i could also smack them with the t it won't hurt as bad but a distraction is, when, I, when I used to play t-ball i'd get out because i would hit the t like an accident <laughs> yes i i 
also for your pain. <laughs> this could be a very difficult scene. Yeah, dumped. I was like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and maybe that's that's what like uh, just you get so enraged because you can't yeah. like you can't hit this T and then you just go and you start killing everybody. <laughs> you start <laughs> yeah, you just childhood trauma. Yeah, that's his oh, origin. No. He you just couldn't hit the T. Right, he just couldn't hit the ball off the T. He's like, well, I'm gonna kill. I guess <laughs> two options. <laughs> All right, Toby. I mean, you'd think that Uzi would be the best weapon when you're in a room full of assassins, but um, I think this movie tells us otherwise. So I'm going to go bare hands, and oh, I think I you actually have the best chance of surviving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with uh, martial arts movies, it's all about style. It doesn't really, it's like, it's not like a simulation of like what's, <laughs> what's going on, you know? So I, I can respect that. All right. Uh, best fight scene, Toby. I liked the, the, the suspense of the prison one you know when they're all sitting i don't know what they were in like the courtyard or whatever and there were four rival gangs or something and then the cops show up and um you can't escape it's like a cage match they shoot you if you try to escape so i thought it was pretty cool and well done i'm surprised he didn't get some more years for being part of that because some cops were getting like killed in there <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly man yeah just that scene imagine being a guard like you know you've hit rock bottom when you're running into an indonesian prison camp as a guard <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you're going to fight like like that's the crazy part like and i I've, i uh, the way i understand it is like the cops start shooting if there's a thing and all the prisoners should get on the ground when you hear that or else mm. you're gonna die uh but no in, in this uh jakarta prison they all go storming the prisoners with their bare hands yeah and one beanbag gun amongst them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. yeah i'd be all outside like guys we don't have to go in like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's just let them fight it out like we're all right. getting probably corrupt anyway like we don't need to go in there with our sticks <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> all right aaron favorite fight scene I'm going to have to say that just the car chase sequence is was so good and and fun. And like, you know, uh, especially during this time where you don't see a lot of uh, practical car chases. I know the Fast series is getting more back into that, but it's just so insane. And I can't being able to figure out, Okay, Rama, you're going to fight four dudes in a car. And we're going to make that last over several minutes somehow. <laughs> it was really impressive. There's a there's a bit in the scene where we're inside one car. The camera, the camera, phys- and this is like a physical, practical effect. They physically take the camera out of that car, wait for another car to come up, push the camera back in, hand it to a camera guy who is disguised as the passenger seat. They replaced it with CG later, but he is like, He's wearing a suit that looks like a car seat so he can grab the camera and then continue with like the shot. It's just it's insanely impressive having to like set all that up and all the everything they got out of it. Whatever that little structure was that one car ran into. It's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful carnage. (laughs) It's almost and in the U.S. Kirk Cameron saving Christmas made more money than that. It's it's, what a travesty. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I know you're the only one that did. (laughs) Thank you, Aaron. Kyle, favorite fight scene? They're all amazing. I think the film does a good job of building to where it just gets crazier and crazier. I think I really like Rama's first fight in the bathroom. I think like the buildup is so good of him just sitting and meditating. Again, it makes me think of the first one and then the bolt flies off and then just seeing him use the space to his advantage. So he's throwing guys behind him and 
smashing their face on toilets and the walls yeah. and throwing people over and then shutting the door so he can deal with two at a time and then letting more in and then they just the, the bodies keep piling up in that little tiny stall um just reminds you that he's an awesome protagonist um and then just getting to see him fight uh baseball boy and uh, hammer girl too especially after you see what they can do you're just like worried for him. And specifically when hammer girl is trying to get his feet with her hammer, oh, she's yeah. just like clawing. It's like thunk, 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 thunk. And he's like moonwalking backwards. So I think those two are my favorite. Yeah. That was a fantastic scene. And at the end, when he finished off bat baseball boy or bat boy and the, the bat just stuck in the guy's head. Like, that oh was my just, gosh, it, it's what you like, expect from okay. the, the raid. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, but they're brother and sister. Like, don't they deserve better? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a follow-up question about baseball bat uh, man. So, do you think Gareth Evans missed an opportunity when he didn't have baseball Batman have more lines, or like a witty line? Like, what would you say? Like, would you say swing away? <laughs> Toby, what's Hit your, a what's home your... run, Bob? <laughs> Hit a home home run for the baby. <laughs> <laughs> or Kyle, what's your what's your line? What's your one liner? man i don't i don't know i don't watch baseball uh i mean maybe maybe uh he says strike when someone misses him and then he hits him in the face and says you're out of here as their head flies i don't know (laughs) i like it though i like it aaron you know what maybe if he just had a big wad of skull in his lip and just spit occasionally (laughs) he could be used as a weapon to blind your opponent maybe yeah. Oh, I could see like like you know he smashes one guy's head and then he's like, "You're next, fielder's choice." <laughs> <laughs> Drop third strike and he yeah. slashes a you know smashes a head. Oh, that's pretty great. All right, so pop we're... fly pop come on a pop fly <laughs> knocks a head. Yeah. All right, so we're getting towards the end of the end of the episode so let's the biggest question is what's better raid one or raid two aaron what do you think is better raid one or raid two i prefer the first movie and that was not always the case i thought after i saw two i'm like oh it's so much better than the first one just because you know the spectacle of it it's so much more redemption yeah (laughs) it's Two raid, two redemption. It's way <laughs> up there. But now, having watched both, and I'm like, no, I think I like the smaller story of the first raid, and also just the the limited scope and and the pacing on it is so good and fast. Where yeah, the second one, I this go through, I watched it in chunks, you know, I, I, and I, and I just I couldn't go through it all the way. It's two and a half hours long, you know. It's, so yeah. yeah, it's. I'd say one, but not by much, you know. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, I think I think they're 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 just different. Like the I'm glad with the second one they didn't just try to do like a diehard thing where it's like Rama's now in a bigger building, <laughs> you know, trapped. Like uh the first one is shorter, it was fresh. Uh, you didn't know what to necessarily expect from, you know, this team, and it kind of has that survival horror aspect that we talked about where it's much more close quarters and uh rama's a lot more exposed and then the second one kind of has more of a godfather feel it's more of a crime story there's more characters there's more money it's grander so i don't think i 
have a preference, it probably would just be like which one I'm in the mood for. Uh, I think the first one's easier to watch because like Aaron said, the second one is very long and uh, there is some kind of, there is some fat on it. Like we talked about, there's some mob characters who you're kind of like, I don't really know who this person is. They're giving me exposition and I don't really know if it matters. It's not bad, but it's kind of, it's just a little bit, you know, not necessary in terms of why you're there. Um, But again, you get a lot more in this movie and the craft is exceptional. Like all the fight scenes are fantastic. The new characters in terms of like the fighters are really cool. Um, Still great editing, but you just have to be in a mood for a longer, a little bit more talkative sequel. So I I don't have a favorite, but. Uh, I, I could see them both working. How about you, Toby? Yeah, I think I like the first one better. And I think like the the idea, like I like it. It, see, it seems to me like that when filmmakers are forced to do more with less, that usually ends up better. And uh, this seemed like just given the length. And, and again, he's a great filmmaker. And, and he edited this one again, you know, wrote, direct, edited. Like he's a talent by any measure. Um, but it did seem they sh- could have cut the budget by a third and said, go to town. And he would have made an equally maybe better movie without the uh, scene where he calls home to listen to his son. <laughs> I think like, I would have loved to have seen more of the, the brother and less of the wife, you know, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And what's his dad around too? Is that that's, that's kind of like, was his dad there? Yeah. It's like the, they were mourning the brother. Oh yeah. Yeah. At the, at the funeral. That's right. And that phone call with the wife is so weird because it's like he hasn't seen her forever. He calls her and she's like, what's up? And he's like, is that our kid? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I want to hear our kid. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, okay, bye. And he just like hands up the phone. And I was like, that, you haven't like, talked to your wife forever. What's wrong with you? That's like when my brother calls his uh, baby mamas. <laughs> like, they're like, who is this? Just put the sun on. Like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I don't want him to know it's me. Don't give him the phone. I just want to hear him. I don't want to be emotionally involved, but I want some gratification as a father. Yeah, if I, if, if I talk, I have to pay. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Is there anything else from the movie that you guys wanted to get into before we start ranking? Uh, I have a quick question for y'all. Yes. Um, so the scene with Homeless Mad Dog when he is betrayed... Uh, in the club, the the sleazy son, the hothead son's like, yo, I got to go to the bathroom. He leaves. And then Mad Dog like pulls out his son's necklace, looks at it, and then looks up. And then the club's empty. And then everyone comes and fights him. And I remember the first time watching it being like, wait, that that club was packed. Did he fall asleep did was he drugged or did everyone like get out that fast and if they did how did he not hear like the shuffling of like everyone leaving so i just was did i miss something what how did you guys take that scene i was really confused what happened i i know it's impossible for that scene to happen but i do i like it so much it's always it's like when uh when batman suddenly disappears when commissioner gordon is talking (laughs) it's it's that sort of logic Um, you never see him like running away yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) scrambling down a down a down a fire escape (laughs) every i don't know maybe everyone's just like hidden under a table they're just ducking down (laughs) (laughs) don't look no don't turn around yet yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, and did they pay like everyone's 
everyone's bill and stuff before they went out like, <laughs> like yeah wasn't I, there just like a like a run on the bars they're trying to close out well, the, son, the, the tax collector or whatever he's like pay up and then go <laughs> yeah uh, no that's a good one i mean that's one of the things that you just like aaron said you just have to love the moment where yayan's given a chance to fight everybody that you're just like okay i'll let yeah. that go well, I like the idea of thinking of like maybe he just like is daydreaming like about his mm-hmm. son, and so like he doesn't even realize like that. Oh, the, the dude's been pissing for like twenty minutes, and then like all <laughs> of a sudden light comes too. But uh, the other quick thing I thought was funny is uh, I love the scene when Rama is in his cell and there's the outline of a body, and he's just practicing and punching yeah. it. But I thought it would have been really funny like if after he's like hitting it really hard or whatever, you just hear someone go, "Shut up." because it's like it looks like it's at night and he's making a lot of noise just punching this wall and i was like you know it would be a little bit more realistic if someone's like what are you doing over there go to bed (laughs) saltily gives it one last punch (laughs) 20 yards running (laughs) or even better it's they they should do like a shawshank right there like once the the chunk falls he's like what i can punch my weight out of the (laughs) yeah looks at his fist (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like a yeah totally the shawshank escape Uh, okay and i have one more i'm sorry Um, no it's okay i took notes at things i thought were funny um there's the scene when the cane gangster is what i'll call him um he uh it has all the guys who tried to kill the hothead. And he's like, listen, you can kill all these hothead guys if you want. And he's like, sweet. And so they're in this nice restaurant. And then the guy, he hands the guy like a, you know, exacto knife. And he starts cutting their throats, but they didn't lay any tarps down. And like the first one with me being concerned for the food. And this one, I was concerned for the carpet. I was like, this is a nice place, man. Why are you cutting these throats on this carpet? Put a tarp down. I, I it right. took me out of it. <laughs> Kyle, you're you're concerned about the the yeah. bar. They're like, who's paying the who's well, paying the well, bills? Hire some, some poor cleaning person is yeah. going to have to. T- clean I, I think that up. yeah, Kyle's just standing up for for you know service workers. The work yes. again. I'm sick of it. You know, cutting these throats on my carpet. We could have um, solved it with a bag. It r- reminds me in my freshman dorm, there was this guy Pat who who shat in the soap dish that's at like what? chest level. <laughs> I know, and some poor cleaning crew person no. had to like, clean that up. How do you get his butt? Man, up there? I'm, I mean, I'm impressed <laughs> and appalled. It's- I know it was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, Aaron, do you have anything for us? Um, no, I mean, we it, we didn't really talk about the very last fight scene in the kitchen, which just, you oh, know, yeah. much like the much like the three person fight from the first raid is just so wonderful and insanely brutal and bloody. And the and the soundtrack just mixed perfectly with it. It, it had that mm-hmm. very it was a steady rise and like mm-hmm. this crescendo to it, like. You think this fight is over, but it just keeps going. It is energize is the energizer bunny of fight mm-hmm. scenes in, the, in this flick. <laughs> I think uh, Gareth Evans has said that that is his favorite fight scene because I think he did. Let me look it up really quick because I was looking at that. I think it was a um, hundred. Okay, so that final fight scene took eight days to film and contains one hundred and ninety-five shots. So that was just uh, wow. an insane. Aaron, you're you're in the biz as you like mm-hmm. keep on holding over, <laughs> uh, <laughs> lording it over. It comes over. Up 
it comes up organically. We continue. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you have you met Nick before? Nick Nolte? Oh, I've worked with him. Anyway, <laughs> I've worked next to him. Yeah. What is what does what is that? Is that like insane? That I think for an average movie, and it depends on the year because editing trends change. But I th- want to say three thousand shots is the average for or three three thousand cuts is average for like a feature length movie. So yeah, that Confident. that is that is a lot. And then just doing it over and over and over. Resetting wine bottles, resetting breakaway glass, uh resetting yeah, blood effects. Yeah, where is it in there where they would have to an action scene would they would basically stop for twenty minutes. Like they'd hit like they'd hit or something. They'd mm-hmm. stop and they'd put like blood and like bruises and stuff on there. So like yeah, and- Blood sucks <laughs> on set. It's not fun it, to work it, with. It reminds me uh, in the doctor commentary, Back to the Future, they say the hardest part of the whole movie was getting the tire fire, like the fire trail to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very no, close. It, <laughs> <laughs> That was the end. That landed. There we go. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. I didn't understand the end. Like what what happened? There's this guy that whispers something that we don't know what he whispers, and then he says no. Uh, I assume he says like, "Do you want to keep going?" But like, do you want a job? You're, you're doing pretty good here. Right? But who was with him? I didn't quite get that. Like, was the Japanese game. Yeah. The oh, I, I I took it as he was asking like, "Well, you beat the shit out of everyone else slash killed them." Are you going to do that to us? And so that's how I interpreted that oh. interaction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with Aaron. I took it that way too. Of like, are we about to go? And he's like, nah. <laughs> Please like don't. Now, now he can go back to his wife because the Japanese gang is like, we're good then. Well, the hopefully that guy like picks him up. I don't even know. Like that well, then, handler yeah. hasn't really been that great so far. <laughs> with the yeah. Japanese, they they have free range now, right? The yeah. they own all the territories at this point, so they did it's so crazy. You know, in, in the end, when I was watching the raid, I I felt more that I wanted Rama to really kind of, I guess, protect like the like the old man more than the cops. I was like, I don't even care about the cops; they're just a bunch of dicks that just you know, like yeah. I I felt more, I guess, attachment to the underground organizations than I did law and order so yeah, totally. but everyone ended up dying and so yeah there's not going to be a raid three i think gareth evans said that he thought about it but he's just not going to do it well i imagine the studios aren't clamoring for it after the financial well showing. they're still making them so it's not him that's making them but other people mm-hmm. that he's that worked with him you know like the night will come for us is from that same crew in indonesia and they mm-hmm. they're still making their movies you know they pro- they would probably get a smaller budget They'd probably have to yeah. go back down in budget, which is, you know, would not be fun for them. <laughs> right. Right. You get the cheaper uh, pizza rolls. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe this we'll get one in the store brand bread. <laughs> All right. Let's get into ranking movies. Toby, what you got here? Yeah, I just wanted to share it quickly. I think it came up last time uh, how Siskel and Ebert and now just Ebert ranks things higher than <laughs> than these movies. Um, so here are so, just a small sampling of movies that Ebert thinks are is better than The Raid 2. Um, Across the Universe, uh, American Beauty, The American President, 
The Aviator and Beauty and the Beast. I'd say I enjoyed The American President, but I, you can see he's just a- no. These weren't all bad movies by any means, but uh, you know, because actually these I I didn't like particularly like Across the Universe, but the other the other uh, four are decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree. Raid. I would probably pick the Raid two over. All of these except Beauty and the Beast, maybe. That's that's a toss-up. Someone's a romantic. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> I didn't recognize one of the movies, I think. And then American Beauty, I love. But it's it's that weird thing where you're like, oh, man, the, the main actor's a creep. And so it's kind of not as fun to watch yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't know if I like it as much. Um, and then, yeah, Beauty and the Beast is fantastic. It's one of my favorite of the animated traditional animated uh disney film so i don't know i'm tired i'm indifferent <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's wrap this up so kyle can get back to bed all right let's so see. on my list i put in the raid two just below love actually because i think it's it's such a long movie like aaron said like you have to kind of watch it in chunks i think it's like i don't it's just it is what it is. Right below Love Actually and right above What About Bob. What do you have, Toby? I put it, um, so I have uh, the Raid Redemption right kind of in the upper half, the bottom of the upper half. But I put this one uh, right after Bridget Jones's Diary. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was as good as the first one in my view. And um, I, you know, outside of maybe watching some clips for their awesomeness factor, like I, I just don't think it was like a great movie, like as a cohesive movie. Um, whereas Bridget Jones's Diary, oh, just I hated the fight that scene in that, <laughs> yeah. you know, classic. Oh, funny, funny story is that uh, Renee Zellweger went to my wife's restaurant. Well, she doesn't own the restaurant. She works at a restaurant here in Austin, Texas, and Renee oh. Zellweger tried to get in and to walk in and she did not get in. And I, <laughs> and, and she, my wife was like, uh, Mrs. Hipster has just asked me, he's like, Hi, do you want me to tell that you hated Bridget Jones diary? I was like, yeah, <laughs> just tell her. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I thought it sucked. That entire thing sucked, but and it's just a funny thing from being here in Austin, Texas, where there's plenty of hotel rooms available since South by Southwest got, canceled so oh maybe we'll come visit <laughs> exactly yeah uh, all right and then we made it to the end aaron and kyle i am very sad that our journey through indonesian action cinema is over for now but i would like to definitely extend both of you an invitation to come back on it was a lot of fun and yeah i had a lot of fun having you guys be involved thank you aaron and kyle thanks for yeah having me uh and if there's one thing that you take away from my time here again it's keep it keep watch of what you're eating and keep track of your carpets guys all right <laughs> exactly. uh, no talk the service workers that's right remember me <laughs> they're people too right no thank you very much i i it's been a blast both times for sure thank you great and then hopefully you can be on in the future yeah uh, mm-hmm. toby thank you for being on and thank you, all my listeners, all one of you, for listening to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. The Aging Hipster Rewatch is produced and written by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines, edited by Bob Serrano. Ding song written by Ryan Reed. If you like the show, please share with a friend. We would appreciate it. Join us back next week when we're tackling the legend of Drunken Master. And with that, I'm done. The Aging Hipster Rewatch, where movies are so much more than entertainment. 